Hi, Dr. Brett Hill here. It's back to school time, and one thing us parents don't want is kids coming home complaining of sore feet. The flat, wide, and flexible shoes in the Vivo Barefoot Kids range is the perfect fit for your child's feet to grow up healthy and strong the way they're designed to. And the great news, the Wellness Couch listeners can get 30% off the Vivo Barefoot range until the 1st of February 2016. All you have to do is go to www.souldistribution.com.au forward slash the wellness couch. That's S-O-L-E distribution.com.au forward slash the wellness couch and enter the code the wellness couch. Vivo Barefoot, the original barefoot shoe since 2003. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, my name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the very first person out of the two of us who will become a super centenarian. He is the co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Ah, oh, Marcus, that's great. Good maths. Good, good to be here. With you will be, I'll be 100 and, what will I be, 102 when you become a super centenarian? How old are you now? Uh, 34. Yeah, yeah, I'll be 102. I can't wait to come to your 110th birthday party. No, you'll be 102, I'll be 110. So it's, you're a super centenarian, centenarian once you get to 110, is that what it is? That's it. Oh, you're well, super. Love it. I know, just a, just a boring old centenarian at 100, mm. <laughs> but super centenarian at 110. Wow. I was at a party the other day. My, uh, my grandmother's, I'll call her my grandmother because she's filled the, uh, the shoes of my beautiful nana, um, very, very well. And, uh, her name's Isabel, Isabel Wallace and Isabel turned 95 the other day and we had some great people there. She brought along some friends from her retirement village slash nursing home and we sat down and chatted with them and, you know, there's one lady who was turning 100 in a couple of days' time. You know, so she's 100 now, and uh, and, we, and you and I, Marcus Pierce, will get a chance to meet them um, and chat with them in upcoming episodes of 100 Not Out. So I'm looking forward to that. But today, nice. today we're going to talk about a true, Marjorie. a true super centenarian. She's there. She's made 110 years old, and well, uh, I'm excited it, about this because it's it's you don't hear many stories like this. And you don't see them on the front page of the paper. This was the story of Melbourne's Marjorie Cook. She recently turned 110. Yeah. And what I loved about it was that it made the front page of Melbourne's Herald Sun newspaper. And how often do you get that? And it was a beautiful photo. It was Especially good news. Especially Herald Sun. Crikey. No. Oh. But at the same time, I'll tell you, there was blood, guts and murder underneath it. Yeah, and in between it. And in between it. Yeah, absolutely. But this picture was the dominant image of the day uh, in the consciousness of newspaper reading Melburnians. Mm. And I just think that it was a, for me, it just signaled, I know it's just one day and I know it's just one story, but for me, it signaled maybe just, you know, a slight inkling that consciousness is shifting. And I know the Herald Sun from time to time, like the six o'clock news at night, puts a, a good news story in there. But I like the fact that they, did it so prominently and I thought you and I could pick the bones out of Marjorie Cook's story and just share with people some of her clues, some of her insights as to what has brought on her super centenarian life and she's doing it well um, and there's a lot of good stuff in her life that I think we can share with our listeners to make sure, double check, check in that they're on the right path. Whether you are listening and you're 
20, 30, 40, 50, the wisdom from a 110-year-old who's doing it well is indisputable. Indisputable. Um, would you like to go first or shall I share my favorites? You go first. You share your favorite and then we'll have a bit of a chat about it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to give four words, five if you take out the apostrophe. And she said, my word, I'm positive. Mm. I don't know many, many, if any, uh, long-lived people that have still got quality of life that are negative. Most of them, if not all of them, are positive. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. You don't find people with negative sentiment generally surviving a long time. I think negativity and you know stinking thinking and and all that, all of that craniodigitorectalitis stuff. I think that people tend to find that they will um, age faster, ache more, and you know and, and die younger um, if if they're negative. And, and I think I think that's there's there's no, we know that there's definitely a chemical effect of being in stinking thinking. Uh, we definitely know that, um, and we know that there's a physiological effect um, of stress and and moping around. You know, people can tell when you're moping around, your energy's poor. Um, and and people willing themselves to die at the age of 60, 70 or 80 aren't going to make it for another 50, 60 or, 70, or you know, sorry, 40, 50 or 60 years. If I'm down and out, mm. I just know that I'm. it's tiring. Being yeah. down is tiring. It's fatiguing. Fatiguing. So <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you make that chronic, then it's no, no surprise that people fall off the perch yeah. sooner yep. than someone that is up and about. Yes, it's true. So that was my number one. Do you want to give me your number one? Yeah, look, it's it's actually in the opening comment, um, and I think this is really important. and And I see this in a lot of my mates who are who are you know moving into their mid forties, and some of my mates are actually already in their mid forties. Um, so I'm forty two, turning forty three this year, which puts me closer to my mid forties than my early forties. Um, and and she says, make sure you choose the most dignified photo. Now. The fact that she still has pride in her appearance and the way in which she looks and presents on camera and, you know, how people are going to see her, I think that says oodles to, you know, somebody's confidence and, you know, proudness of themselves and what they've achieved. And I think in being proud of yourself and, and, and knowing that you've aged, and she goes on to say later on that she lives every day by faith, I love that because, you know, in understanding that, yes, you're going to age and, yes, things are going to change, but you can still put your best foot forward. I, I think that's great. And and I go to work every day putting my best foot forward. I like to be, you know, well presented. I like to have an iron shirt. My shoes are polished. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do all of those sorts of things and I'd like to think that I do that all the time. There was a movie I watched recently called The Intern. Did you did you ever see that? I think I might have spoken oh, about no, it. Oh, no, but I spoke to you on the phone about it one day and it touched you it touched and I haven't me. seen it. Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro, yeah. And he said, you know, he said a number of different things in that movie and, you know, he was he went into a you know, to a, a, an internet company um, and the old building that he was in, where this internet company was, um, is essentially his old workplace where he had the printing mill, or he used to print all of the yellow pages or white pages, you know, telephone directories. And that had gone out, and they were joking about telephone directories and saying, who uses those these days? And he just stayed quiet, you know, and you could see all this wisdom and, and all. And, but what, what I got from Robert De Niro in, in that was that he shaved every single day. And and he did that because he wanted to look the best, and he carried a pocket square everywhere because women cry. <laughs> That's what he said. And is a pocket uh, square, a little hanky, a little hanky in his in his breast pocket, left breast pocket. Um, you know, so that he looked great. And uh, and I loved all that. I loved all that, and it really rung bells with me, rang true. Because when I look at elderly gentlemen, they still might wear a hat. 
Um, they still wear a pressed shirt and they wear a jacket. Um, many of them will make sure their shoes are polished and, and they look good. You know, they, they try to look their best. And those that are aging well will continue to look their best. And look, I look at Isabel, um, my grandmother, and, and she always does her hair and always puts on a little bit of lipstick and, or, you know, and always makes sure that she's wearing her best clothes when she leaves the house so that people see that she's proud. And I think, I think that I got that. Um, you know, looking looking at this story of Marjorie. That's awesome. I love that. And uh, and and it's no. I think in this materialistic world that we live in, some people go, "Why are you getting so dressed up? Why are you?" Um, or they they almost feel that it's almost fake if they do get dressed up. But I think, Damo, if you do get dressed up, if you do have pride in your appearance, yeah, it's like catching up with people. You actually feel better. Yeah, as How a result you of doing it. Put a suit it. on. Put a suit on, and bang, you feel a million dollars. Your shoulders go back. Your chest puffs out. Everything feels really good. Yeah, nice. Um, she said here, uh, well, her son has, um, her son Lyle, who's a uh, young 84, says her memory today is still spot on. Uh, you can ask her anything and she will remember. It's only in the past six months that she's needed help getting from her chair to her bed. Uh, he describes his mum as an elegant woman who has never smoked and always stayed in shape. I'm pretty big, not pretty big, I'm massively big on the correlation between staying in shape and brain function or to a further extent, the correlation between staying in shape and dementia. Generally speaking, you know, you look at all of the research, the more you move or the the better you move, the uh, more likely it is that you will have a healthy brain for the course of your life. If you stay in shape, brain function will often movement, you know, the brain requires movement. I love the fact that they've referred here that for something that is these days considered such a choice uh, and not an obligatory uh, pastime such as exercising, they've referred to the fact that she actually has always stayed in shape and it's only in the last six months that she's needed help to get into a bed. I think that's remarkable. Yeah, I agree. I think that's absolutely remarkable and and I I do love that, um, you know, that, that, you know how we've we've spoken about the three things that you need to do to age, just through our own discoveries. You know, to yeah. age well, it's it's purpose and engagement and exercise. You know, the purposefulness we'll talk about in a moment, but the uh, you know that that ability to continue to mo- to move and to exercise and to to maintain mobility uh, is so important, and and that that sums that up again. So that's another one of our tenants, and and it rings true again. I yeah, it. I love it. Yeah, nice, nice. I love it. Do you want to, yeah, there's a quote here, right? It says, she's the type of person who gets along with anyone. She gets a lot of visitors. And that's the whole community thing that we speak about. You know, we, we speak it. about happiness. You know, for you and I, it's that being surrounded by people and spending time with people and having quality time. You know, we spoke about that in a previous episode. Um, you know, how do we quantify uh, quality time, and it changes as we get older and as we acknowledge that we're moving beyond our teenage years, Marcus Pierce. Uh, that, that quality <laughs> you and time, I are still learning that one. I know, right? But uh, she gets lots of visitors and she makes friends with anyone. The ability to have conversation with people and to engage in meaningful conversation with people, which for some, for many people, gives them purpose. Um, for me, you know, being around people and being surrounded by people keeps me young, particularly if I hang around younger people. And yeah. I suspect that at 110, everyone she hangs around with is younger, so they're probably keeping her younger too. Well, she's the second oldest person in Victoria, so you'd be spot on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right? But, you know, probably, but there'll be people with ment- who are mentally younger than her as well um, yeah. that keep her younger because I know that even though some of my mates are 10 years uh, younger than me, because I studied with them doing chiropractic college. Or eight years, that's right. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
like, but there's other there's others that are mentally older than I am, even though they're ten years younger than I am. You know, because I, I like to surround myself with people who are thinking in a young sense, rather than actually trying to be super mature and trying to knuckle down, lock down, and get serious too fast. You know. Um, she's been quoted as uh, she loves anything to do with music. When there are concerts and guest entertainers, she will come and be a part of that. Um, having a hobby, having something that you love that you can do at any time. Whenever you want, however you want. Um, so many people these days they don't have a hobby. Like without sounding brutal, their hobby is social media. It's like if they lie down on the couch or they sit on the couch and they're not watching TV or they are watching TV, then they'll get the phone or the iPad and just flick through social media. They won't listen to music or play music or um, you know read a book or learn a language. It's like so many people these days they don't have a hobby. Like we've got. It sounds very generalized in nature, but the arts, the creative arts kind of has seemed to have been lost on a lot of us that have been overtaken by technology. I think it's so um, powerful just to hear that. I know she's 110, so she was born, what, 1905, 1906, but... um, she would have grown up with music. She would have grown up in an era where people would sit around a living room and listen to people play music and they would be quiet and respectful whilst that person played music and they would clap politely at the end. But that's clearly been something that she's treasured. I, know, I think she married um, she married into music as well. But having something that you can take um, your attention towards when you don't want to do anything else I think is, is really quite uh, – there's a lot of people that do that. I think it's quite cluey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a nice one. Good. Yep. Great thinking. Great talking. You know, what's your hobby? What What would your like? What would What would yours be if you were just like you know what your brain's fried, and you just want to chillax? What is yours? I'll go out and do some gardening. God, I'll clean the pool. Like I'll Captain House Proud. Yeah, I am House Proud. I love it. Like I really love it. I don't like cleaning, so I'll put my little robot vacuum on, and he will just. But go gardening is a thing. form of cleaning. You're just talking. Yeah, you're talking about vacuum. Yeah, I love ironing. I'll go and do some ironing. That's, that's not. That's not a hobby. But I love going outside and just doing a bit. Toby <laughs> Christoph is 110, and the man still loves to iron two I shirts do. a day. <laughs> I will. I will iron my shirts when I'm 110. I still will be doing that for sure because I, I love the feeling of a press shirt. It's, uh, uh, it's a great exactly. feeling. So yeah, look, I'd go outside, do a bit of do a bit of gardening, um, a bit of tidying up, a bit of a sweep of the yard or whatever. I, I, I like to do that; it just helps me to zone out a little bit. I'll probably put my headphones in, listen to a, you know, inside the Champions Mind podcast or <laughs> some of that. You know, it's so supportive. That. I love it. I feel like whenever you're gardening or moving pallets of forage, you're listening to Inside the Champions Mind. I do. I love listening to it. I do because I uh, it makes me think about where I've been in the past. You know, when I listen to the conversations you guys have, I go. Oh, I once would have said that. Oh, I once would have thought that. And uh, and so it's nice, you know, just having experienced, you know, success in business and failure in business, having all those things. I have different perspectives around the urgency to which, you know, you can be um, stuck inside a champion's mind. And, I, and and so it's it's nice to just have that little bit of um, reflection about what people might be thinking that they need to do in order to, you know, achieve success. So yeah. I, I love to listen to it. I really do. I love it. Um, so yeah, yours is gardening. That's good. I would say mine. If it's not reading, like like a book, I'm very big on like no screen time reading because I just in in front of a screen enough. Mm-hmm. But if a book is too mentally stimulating, mm-hmm. it's always a um, couch time with Sarah. Even though that might sound like an obligatory thing, it's not. It's like I just want to spend quality time. But if that's already done and the deposits are in the bank and we've already been spending heaps of time together, mm-hmm. then it's um, it's calling someone. I just love to talk, um, but I love to listen as well. 
yeah. think that's a really big thing. I sometimes just love to literally call someone and shut up and just hear about their world, yeah. hear about their life. And, and you're a, you're a very inquisitive guy. You know, you do ask lots of questions to have people, you know, be able to speak and answer questions so that you can listen. So it is you, that I could imagine you would do that. I just think questions are the secret, without sounding too philosophical here. I just think questions are the secret to living. Well, they're, they're if, definitely the secret to relationships. The more good questions you've got, the better conversations you can have. Mm, mm, absolutely. And absolutely. if I ever hear myself saying too many statements, I remind myself to rephrase into question mode. Yeah, nice, nice. Because it's you know, do you remember the book um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, oh, Dale like Carnegie? My personal Bible, I reckon. So good. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon you could have written that book for sure. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no I'm not saying that at all. No, you could have. You could have. But um, that's all but about asking it. questions. You know, it's about asking questions of other people to find out more about other people as opposed to talking about yourself. I love it. So it's yeah. it's a good thing. I just I I clicked onto Facebook at some point today. Andrea Elf from uh, the Healthy Weight Summit, and uh, she posted. Me living. Thermia Living, yeah. Great girl, Andrea. Give her a shout-out. Andrea. She's a legend. Yeah, Thermia Living uh, on Facebook. Really great, great, great page. Um, she put something up about um, about gratitude. She's got a gratitude bucket, and uh, and she likes to pull out little gratitude tabs at different times of the year, and she had in there all these things, gratitude. And I, I, I often wonder, you know, whether or not maybe one of the fifth tenets, um, and maybe you and I should look at, um, the exceptional life blueprint to talk about whereabouts gratitude fits into you know the pillar or the the pyramid. Oh, totally, because yep. I think that you know having gratitude and looking at all the amazing things around you um, it helps to keep you happy and helps to keep you in a positive state of mind or a, a better state of mind than if you were um, less grateful of all the things that you have. And she says, Marjorie says, I've been so blessed, so fortunate. Not many people get the opportunity to have their mother around when they are eighty four. Blah blah blah. So, oh, actually, I've read that wrong. But that's the son. But that's, that's okay. the son. But he's showing gratitude. He's eighty four. She would be he, – he would have learnt gratitude from her. Well, and, think of it um, this way. I'm going to put it out there for a moment. Think of the amount of people that have a mum that – let's just be brutal for a moment. They can't wait for them to pass away oh, because they know they've got an inheritance that. coming. Yeah, I don't want this that. This man is 84 Yeah, and I don't think Mrs. Cook uh, is short of a dollar mm. and I'm just going to assume that there's no inheritance that he's yielded yet at the ripe old age of 84. He's not relying on it, is he? Absolutely, and this is the thing. Do you want you know? Do you want your parents alive and having these incredible relationships with the parents, which I'm so glad he does with that quote. Yeah. Um, and you know, or do you want the the alternative? And I just think it's yeah. I think we've sometimes lost our um, what's the word? We've lost our um, like our rationale as to what 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 role our parents play. And our parents are not the suppliers of inheritances. Our yeah. parents are our parents. Yeah, they're not money bags. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, so I love that. I think the an attitude of gratitude I think is good. Yeah. And I think, you know, from what my from a blueprint perspective, I'm a massive fan of gratitude goes into every single area of your life. So gratitude is part of your spirit. Mm. And so there's got to be gratitude for the work you do, for mm. when you move your body to be so grateful for all those limbs and muscles and organs that allow it to happen and for your friends and your food and every single area of your life. Um because a lot of people, are, again, they're grateful for one part of their life, but they're not grateful for the person I don't get along with, or for the job that I don't like, or for the, you know, the the the, the employer that doesn't treat me well. Well, sometimes it's a lack of gratitude for what some of those things represent that um, allows those disempowering environments to perpetuate. Yeah, true, true, true. 
Yeah. So, so much to learn from Martin. so much to learn, isn't there? I really love all that. You know what? Somebody said to me the other day, um, it was actually Ben, my mate Ben. Uh, he came down from Sydney, as I said in the he last gets, He gets you know? a shout-out on two consecutive podcasts. Congratulations, well, pretty, Ben. I think that's the excited. first time ever. I'm excited Ben's moving back to Melbourne. He has been 11-year hiatus from Melbourne, and uh, and so I'm really looking forward to him coming back into Melbourne. Yeah, all my mates seem to move away from me, so he's moving back. I'm really happy about that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, sorry. I've got, well, got, got DJ. I've got Marcus. Yoey. Yeah, Yoey. That's yep. great. I've got those boys, and you know, they're close. Bloomy. So it is good to have everyone around, but um, it's... It's good. Benny said the other day, he said, you know, you, you just mentioned before that people may be not grateful for their employer. He said, well, everyone works in a voluntary capacity. Everyone, everyone volunteers to work in an organization. Everyone volunteers to work in a particular scenario or situation. And at any time, they can stop volunteering. Um, they can go at any time. Unless you own your own business, you can just vol- voluntarily get up and go, um, just like you voluntarily, you know, turn up to work. So that shift in mindset for a lot of people to experience the thought that they volunteer to work in a particular organization and they get remunerated in a particular way, I think is a really nice shift as opposed to a, uh, an attitude of expectation. I'm working for this person, so I'm entitled to. It should be more that I'm volunteering to work at this organisation. So this is what I'm going to give. And, so uh, much wisdom. So good. And so yeah. Ben said that, and I thought that's so cool. And that's more of an attitude that comes from um, his time in the UK and dealing with French people. Um, Who we love. Bonjour. 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 Je t'adore français. I don't speak French. I don't. Uh, and um, <laughs> but you know that's that doesn't translate well in Australia because there is an area of expectation in Australia by employees, and so uh, it was nice, it was refreshing. But I think that um, your point before around gratitude uh, that, that 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 sings to that and shifting again your mindset around um, how you're feeling about your employment situation. Mm, nice, and as my mum likes to say, Marcus, we get what we put up with. Mm. So. <laughs> You know, whether it's relate, my mum often talks about that in relationship. If she hears about a relationship where it's just, it's just ugly, yeah. but you know, for one, but a, but the, the disempowered partner is still staying in the relationship. She'd be like, "Well, we get what we put up with." <laughs> so it's the same in in working environments, isn't it? If you're not happy with it, do something about it. Absolutely. Um, oh, Damo, I could. Oh, we, 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 I can't wait to do this in person. That's all I'm going to say. Because it's. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Not long to go now, Marcus. A couple of weeks, you'll be here. Just a few more weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you to Mrs. Marjorie Cook for being a wonderful lesson and uh, a great example of Mm -hmm. living um, a fabulous life. There's so much wisdom, uh, Marjorie. And thank you to the Herald Sun for sharing a lot of that and going to the the front page. Interviewer and popper on the front page and yeah. give people Good hopefully news. some a greater self esteem around getting older. Good news stories. That's what we like on the front yep. page. Yep. Here, here. So, uh, Damo, thanks again for your wisdom. Great man. And uh, we look forward to uh, doing this again on 100 Not Out. You can provide your feedback in any number of ways, folks. You can go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Remember, if you've liked this episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out thewellnesscouch.com. We can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. Before we finish up, I must say, if spaces are still available for the Ikaria Greek Island Longevity Retreat, you have until the end of February, Monday, February, 29, go to www.100notout.com to see if there's still space left. Until next week, continue as always, folks, to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold-out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough 
and we have just three spots remaining. Your favourite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.